All right. So what do you think men misunderstand or misinterpret about women and sexuality? I think that men have the number one thing is that there's a very big difference in Mm -hmm. that women don't have sexual desire or women aren't horny. Women don't experience sexual desire and fantasies the same way that they do. Mm -hmm. And as a result, women are supposed to be the defenders of monogamy and the protectors of purity. Uh, No, actually. Uh, Women are not the defenders of purity or the protectors of monogamy. Uh, That is a feminist uh, talking point. Uh, Actually, the defenders of monogamy and purity was uh, an element of the patriarchy, which no longer exists. Um, It was actually an element of religion and, uh, you know, sort of shaming culture that maintained uh, women um, as sort of attractive... um, uh, commodities for men in the in the patriarchy in order to to maintain society, right? Uh, but that no longer exists. So in the modern world, uh, there is no such thing as the social cultural trend of women being the protectors of purity. Uh, no, that's that's not true at all. And if she's not, then she's not a good woman. That is true, but women are not the protectors of that. That is a biological truth. Whereas a man has the space to be the gamut of things when it comes to a sexual person. And they- Absolutely. Uh, and the reason is because it's it's easy for women and it's hard for men. So this is the lock and key analogy. So if you as a man, um, if you as a man uh, are good at getting multiple women, it makes you a good key because women are the gatekeepers of bedroom fun. So if you as a man are able to unlock many locks, you are a master key. But a lock that opens to any key is a is a poor lock. So of course women would be um lowered in value for sleeping around and men would be increased in value because what is easy for one person uh, sorry for for one gender to do is hard for another. They can be overly sexual, that they can be underly sexual. I mean, maybe that's not true because an underly sexual man often, of course, also will get criticized. Mm -hmm. But there is this assumption that men's sexuality is diverse and each person has their own story. But women's sexuality is a monolith. Um, No, uh, not exactly. Um, And no, there is no opening for men to express whatever they want. Um, In fact, in our modern society... Um, men are considered superior uh, from a woman's perspective only if what they do is done to please women. So that um, it does not lend itself to what she's saying. Uh, also, um, basically, men have to be the ones to please women. And if they don't, then, then a man who is able to is chosen. So no, uh, that's, that's false. Um, so again, what she's describing is the apex fantasy, right? She's talking about how apex men are able to run the full gamut of what they're able to do, right? Um, 
but that's because they've earned their position in society, right? Uh, an apex man can kind of do what he wants with regards to the the sexual marketplace uh, because he has earned that position in the in the marketplace and has a lot of um, interest from women, and so he's able to to express himself however he desires. Um, that is not true of the average man, and for this lady here, Shan, to uh, imply it. Uh, by what she's saying is actually a, f- a false. Um, it, it's it's false. It's only true of apex men. And uh, women's, um, you know, bedroom fun uh, behavior being a monolith, like the them only being allowed to do one thing, uh, is actually also untrue. Because of womanism and women's liberation, uh, women are free to express themselves however they like. Uh, it's just they can't get good outcomes doing whatever they like. And uh, Shan is misconstruing. And what she's misconstruing is results with cultural acceptance. So it's culturally acceptable for women to do whatever they want because we live in a matriarchy and women are maximally free. Uh, but the results of that behavior is extremely negative for women. But it's not because it's not culturally accepted. It's because biologically, a woman who does the sleeping around behavior is not a good bet for paternity, and therefore she's not attractive to, and and especially unattractive to an apex man. Well, as we were kind of talking before this began, going listening to my mother and her friends talk about sex and sexuality, I learned quickly that that wasn't true. Then I always refer back in my college experience when I had a sorority use my condo, my townhome, for a lock-in. And I listened to a whole weekend of how these women were talking about, I was shocked. Because if a man likes a woman, it's like, hey man, what happened with you and old girl? The less we say, the more we like you. And people are like, oh yeah, you know, we kicked it. Okay, we don't ask further questions. Um, But when the women, I noticed they were, they would size, taste this, that, that. I'm like, oh. (laughs) Right, so uh, this is a thing, men. Um, And this is why, actually, as a man, uh, you need to control the narrative, okay? And here's why. Because a woman is going to talk about every single little detail of, of you to her friends. So you need to be very careful of what you say and what you do. It's all going to get broadcast. So... You need to think about your image when uh, when you're acting, right? When you're when you're talking to a girl, and uh, actually, I think this is the reason why relationships break down over time is because everything you do is being scrutinized by a group of girls, and eventually the consensus is going to be that you're not, you know, you're not up to par, and then she's going to replace you because the cultural trend uh, nowadays in the modern world in a 2022 dating is that, um, you know. It's, it's a matriarchy, so everything has to be done according to what women want. Um, eventually, the, the herd is just going to say that you're not good enough. Uh, now, of course, that is true if you remain the same or, you know, go down like, like an average person. Um, and so, effectively, um, you must continue to improve and increase in value as a man forever, uh, or be th- tossed aside in your relationship, and so for most men, that's untenable. It's it's they're unable to do that, and so uh, effectively, what it means is that relationships are on a timer, right? And you're eventually going to have to replace 
um, the girl because uh, her and her friends are going to come to a consensus that, um, you know, your actions, your behaviors, something about you is, um, you know, not good enough uh, anymore. Sadly, this is this is the case in the modern world. It used to be that social conventions were different, but that's, that was a different world uh, and not the 2022 one that we currently live in. I, I was shell-shocked. You said that was the encouragement for you to study sex. Well, I, I'd already started. I, I, I got the Kama Sutra when I was a you know, preteen. It was further confirmed when I was at school and when I went back to campus on that Monday and I'm walking around looking at all these guys, some who thought they were ladies' men, were great in bed. I'm like, oh, you have no idea what they really think about you. Well, here's the thing. Um, and I think Kevin is a little bit out of his uh, element here um, based on the way he's talking. But anyway, um, yeah, the Kama Sutra refers to, you know, different positions and stuff. And, you know, uh, some of them are more athletic than others. But um, it's actually not different positions that make a man good in bed. Uh, no. Uh, here is what makes a man good in bed. High physical fitness and stamina. So you can, you can go for a long time. Uh, and much more than this is all of the things that are not bedroom fun related, right? So if you are a superior man and you have this this dominant sort of demeanor, um, because for women, most attraction is in the brain, uh, you're going to trigger her hypergamous um, drive, her hypergamous instinct to want to be with you, and it will create genuine desire. So ironically, right, much of sex is actually not about sex. And so I'm going to quote a famous expression, okay? This is from a TV show. Everything in life is about sex, except for sex. Sex is about power. So th- let me uh, translate. For a girl to consider you good in bed, you actually need to be a superior man. And ironically, the quality of the sex doesn't really matter that much as the quality of the man that's having the sex. So there you go. And I, and I, it made me curious. So we started talking about relationships uh, in the 90s when Shaharazad Ali's book dropped, The Black Man's Guide to Understand a Black Woman. It became a big thing for us to start talking about relationships. And from that point on, I didn't know at the time because I was still young. Uh, that there was such a such a disconnect, um, but we could go on about that one forever. But I have one question. That one thing I want to hear your opinion on, uh, and my audience might be shocked. There's this notion about a woman's body count. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me tell you what uh, how it actually goes. Okay, so uh, f- with regards to body count, why it's so important, right, for for men. The reason is because men, biologically speaking, are looking for a good bet for paternity, okay? So, if a girl is a bad bet for paternity, a man should not choose her for a long-term relationship, okay? Also, the ability to pair bond is directly linked to the number of past partners. So, and and how you can tell this is by looking at divorce statistics. So, the rate of divorce is directly correlated with a woman, not a man, a woman's past number of partners, okay? So, zero partners for a woman, the rate of divorce is 20%, okay? You know, over, over let's say, 30 years. One partner, the rate of divorce is already 
at like 50%, okay? And every person past zero and one, the rate of divorce increases dramatically. Till eventually, I think I think the 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 study said seven to ten partners uh, is like seventy percent divorce rate, and uh, eleven or higher or ten or higher is like eighty percent. And then uh, you can also take into account that for divorces, the more divorces a person has, the more likely they are to get divorced. So uh, all of this taken into account shows that. N count is hugely important for men. And there's one more thing. And I'm sure you've experienced this, men, uh, listening. Uh, Men have a disgust response related to past partners. Uh, Once you hear a certain number, uh, you can't help as a man but be disgusted. And this disgust response is our innate biology telling us not to pair with that girl. Uh, So... For me, uh, I think if a girl has like 10 or more partners, I'm already totally disgusted and unable to have a a long-term relationship with a girl. In fact, I wouldn't even consider uh, any sort of long-term arrangement with a girl. I would probably not even associate, right? But different men have different thresholds for this. Uh, but certainly, I think a number that that, that men can agree on is 50. If a girl has 50 past partners, I... I would be surprised to see any man not be disgusted by that. Um, it's simply biologically too much of a signal for us not to pair. Um, it, it's telling us that almost certainly, if we were to have a child with the woman, it won't be our child. It would we would be tricked into into raising another man's child. Is what I'm getting at. Okay, let's let's see um, here. Yes. What is the science behind it? I mean, okay. Talk to my audience about body count. Because I really, I don't even know how to frame the question. God, before having a child. So a lot of guys... Oh, uh, by the way, let me do the intro because I totally forgot. Hello and welcome to the Helios blog. My name is Helios. Here for another reaction video. Please remember to like, comment and subscribe. Hitting all for notifications. Uh, of course, if you agree or disagree with my points, that's what the comment section is for. If you're listening on the podcast, please rate it five stars and give me a follow. If you'd like me to comment on a video, compilation, or maybe a Reddit post, please send the link to the Helios blog at gmail.com. Okay, so this, again, this question is about body count and uh, how it's related to science. Uh, let's let's see how the girl answers here. Guys seem to operate like this. The more she has sex, the less... Tai Chi will be the she can't pair bond, you know, this, that. And I'm hearing data and stuff on both sides. But what are the what are the misconceptions or the misunderstand the misnomers? What are the misses of body count? I think if I thought about this, there's an incredible book that is called What Women Want by Daniel Bergner. And it's mm-hmm. essentially a collection of sex research that promotes the idea that women's sexuality, women's sexual desire is equivalent, if not greater than a man's. That on a woman, she has the body part, which is the clitoris, which is the only known body part, which only function is pleasure. Yep. And as a result, women also have so much sexual access. And they did this incredible study where they hooked up both like a physiologic, it's called a, please help me out, the plesometha. 
It's a mechanism that studies that um, rates your heart rate. It covers your heart rate, and then it's able to figure out like your blood volume and then your pulse rate. So whatever it is, we'll find it's, it out. It's the technology that's also used in smartwatches. So. <laughs> They hooked women up to that, which is PPG. And then they also hooked women, uh, had a self-reporting test. And then they had them watch all this porn. Oh, my God. Okay. So, anyway. Um, it's like, she's actually not answering the question. Um, like, saying that uh, women can have multiple orgasms or, um, you know, that they can have as much pleasure as a man or it's the only organ whose express purpose is for pleasure and etc. Like, it makes sense why women would have an organ that's solely for the purpose of pleasure, right? The reason is because women are the ones that carry the children, so they need to be encouraged even more than men to have the children, right? Because if women aren't encouraged to have children, then the race will literally die out, the human race. So that makes total sense. Now, um, with regards to what women's biological strategy is, it's dualistic, right? So they need the absolute best genes possible while also getting the best provisioning possible. And so that's why like romance novels and stuff like that have archetypes that women are most attracted to, such as, you know, the, the prince... The pir- the rich pirate, the you know, the vampire, the werewolf, these are like superhumans, right? And often they also have wealth. Um, this would be the ideal mate that a, that a woman would want, right? Who's dangerous, can you know, can deal with other men and protect her maximally and etc. Right? So that's woman's strategy. And male's strategy is to literally have a child that's his own and to spread his seed. So to have as many children of his own as possible. Um, so if a man forgoes his biological strategy, which is to have as many children as possible, with as many women as possible, and compromise with the woman in a monogamous relationship, he wants to know that the child is his. And so he needs to be with a partner uh, that isn't, uh, that's going to be loyal, right? Uh, in the bedroom fun sense. And as a result of that, um, she cannot be promiscuous. So that this girl is talking about women's capacity for pleasure, just because a woman has the capacity for pleasure from, from multiple men doesn't mean that she should act on that. Because by acting on it, um, she is ruining her chance at security uh, effectively, right, um, in, the, in the long term various kinds of porn, which we used to think that porn was a male dominated industry for men by men that women weren't consumers of it. So they had, it's not true at all, which also speaks to the fact that women are turned on by the visual, which of course they are. I mean, that's doubtless, right? Um, Just look at Instagram, right? Look at the Instagram influences that are men. Look at uh, pretty much every Hollywood actor that's world famous, Uh, all the athletes and celebrities. Look at how they look. The the men, they look like that for a reason. It's because that's what women are attracted to, right? So in order to get the maximum possible attention um, and the adoration of women, they have to look a certain way, right? So just by that alone, you can conclude that women care a lot about appearance, right? So, I mean, that goes without saying. And that women consume, um, you know, bedroom fun content sure but not at the same rate as men so because women's drive is just lower than men and it's lower than men because they have lower testosterone by a lot right so sure women's drive 
they have it, and it has the capacity for a lot of pleasure, right? But will women desire bedroom fun ever as much as men do? No. By biology, we know that isn't the case, right? And in fact, uh, the study that they've done to demonstrate this is injecting women with the same amount of testosterone that men have. Uh, and when a woman is injected with that much testosterone, she gets so excited that she wants it to stop because women don't understand even how high a man's drive actually is for reproduction compared to a woman. So there you go. That in itself was something that was debated, I think, even a couple years ago. So they had women watch all this porn and most women self-reported that they were not turned on by it, that they did not enjoy it. And then they found that majority of the women were, through the PPG, were turned on, that they were showing physiological signs of arousal. Mm -hmm. So that to be said that so much of the socialization around what women are told about their sexuality mm -hmm. constrains and distorts and shapes what their biological is actually telling them. Uh, no, actually. Um what by her own words it doesn't by her own words the culture does not affect the biology because despite saying they were not aroused they were so that means that the culture does not eliminate the biology so no she's actually wrong by her own words um, and what that means, guys, is that culture cannot actually restrain a uh, woman's true biological nature. I mean, it, it can't prevent that from, from, uh, from existing, right? But it might have a moderating effect. So the, the girl might say that she doesn't want it, might actually say no when her body wants to say yes. Um, and what that is, is actually protection for the girl because if a girl is promiscuous she's going to ruin her long-term ability to gain provisioning and so that's an example of culture attempting to help women uh, achieve their true biological uh, imperative which is again the AFBB dualistic strategy of maximizing their genes plus their provisioning um now, in the modern world, with this being unchained, uh, the culture has changed and said that women can do whatever they want. Um, that's why you end up with 35-year-old women who are alone with cats or who else are single mothers with cats and suffering financially because they have listened to people like uh, this Shan lady here and ruined themselves as a result. So, no, uh, she's actually wrong about, um, about culture changing biology. It doesn't. Um, but it might have a moderating effect if the cultural teachings are proper, right? If they if they actually, um, you know, have have a positive impact, which they don't in the modern world, but they used to, you know, uh, even two generations ago. Okay, uh, let's go to our Reddit post again. If you agree or disagree with my points, please leave a comment. I, I'm sure I missed a lot. Okay. My SO doesn't accept advice from me, but will accept the same advice from anyone else. Why? My SO absolutely hates when I'm right and will very rarely admit it. I'm wrong at times and will admit it uh, when it's deemed necessary. Uh, whenever I give him advice on something, he hates it and goes into a rage. 
Okay, so here's here's the implication by the first phrase this uh, girl said. She's implying that she's in control of her relationship, right? I'll admit it when it's deemed necessary by her, right? So she's admitting that she's in control of the relationship. Or at least she's fighting for control. And that's why he gets mad when she gives him advice. Because it implies she's the boss and not him. Which implies that she's ruling the relationship And that would make many men mad. And in fact, it's the reason why many men don't actually get into long-term relationships because they don't want to, um, they don't want to deal with that. One time I gave him advice and he didn't like it, but a couple of days later, his grandparents gave him the same advice and he took it and even admitted how right they were. Well, here's the thing, woman. You are not the boss of your relationships. When you're talking down to your guy, giving him advice like you're his mother, he's going to get upset. That's why. This is an ongoing thing. A homeless man can run up to him and tell him something I told him and he'll accept the advice wholeheartedly. But if I do it, it's wrong. It's an issue. I'm the problem. Why is this? On a psychological level, why is it when a partner gives him constructive criticism, it's absolutely out the window? It's because you are implying you're superior in the relationship, but he should actually be the boss of the relationship as the man. So that you are undermining his authority makes him annoyed at you. That's why. It sounds like your boyfriend doesn't like you very much. Uh, No, that's an ad hominem attack and that is not constructive criticism. Yeah, it's 100% a respect issue. I agree entirely uh, with the comment. It is a respect issue. It's her disrespecting her boyfriend's position in the relationship, which is the boss. If she acts like she's the boss, she should not be upset when her boyfriend is upset. Because the man very often provides much more value than the woman. And for the woman to then turn around and criticize is literally biting the hand that feeds you. All right, we're going to end the episode there. Again, if you're new to the channel, like the content, please leave a like, uh, subscribe, and hit the bell for notifications. If you're listening on the podcast, rate it five stars, give me a follow. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for watching my channel. Please remember to do all of the following. Like the video for the algorithm. Comment on the video. I respond to all comments and I'll give you a heart. Subscribe and hit the bell so you can see my content on your feed. Check out all of my content on other platforms. It spreads the reach of the channel. YouTube bit.ly slash Helios YouTube. Rumble, bit.ly slash Helios Rumble. My blog is realheliosblog.com. My podcast, bit.ly slash Helios Podcast. My Patreon, patreon.com slash the Helios Blog. You can also support the show at bit.ly slash Helios Donations and buy my books at bit.ly slash Helios Books. Thank you so much for all of your support.